Hey, yo, what's going on? This is Two. This is Cal. Welcome to Word to the Blurred. Word to the Blurred with Two and Cal. Our Kennedy shit, nigga. What's going on, guys? Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. Uh, as usual, we appreciate your your listenership. We appreciate your support. And uh, happy to be back. I know we be trying. Yeah, and, and happy to be back. And we're going to get going. Cal, what's been going on with you, man? Honestly, nothing. Just work. Um, That's right. Kinda, you started a new job with the city. Yeah, but I think we recorded, I think, a couple times since then. But, yeah, I'm in the process of uh, going to start the process of trying to raise, excuse me, $13,000 for hopefully my next film project. So I'll keep you guys updated on when I actually start that, start the fundraising for that. But So you start, but, I didn't even uh, know you was writing another script. Yeah, I've, I've written stuff like a while ago. I just am now going to start the process of um trying to make it. So I got to raise funds for it. Had a meeting with my producers like two or three weeks ago. So I just told them, like, hey, I don't really got the bread, you know, so I got to really start raising funds. So here's my question. When you meet with producers, what exactly does that mean for you? Because I always thought that the producers are the ones that give you the money to make the movie. No, that's more like investors and shit. But producers help the organization sort of getting the crew together, um, worrying about insurance, scheduling, paying out your crew members, uh, thinking about what festivals to send your film to, Sort of things that if you're going to be directing, things you won't have to worry about. So, you know, while I'm directing, the producer should worry about the schedule. They should worry about, uh, you know, when's lunch or when's the food going to get here. Just things that I wouldn't have to worry about. So I could focus and spend all my time on um, directing. Okay. All right. Thank you for educating. Because I sure shit didn't know that. Yeah. But let's get into this joint because God knows I've been ready to talk about this Superman and Lois episode because shit has been hitting the fizz in. So um, what this past this past week's what this past Tuesday's episode of Superman and Lois, we saw some major ish happen. Um, We also saw developments in the Bruno Mannheim case. We saw um, the Earth. I don't even know which earth John Henry Irons is from, a.k.a. Steel, but he got to meet his sister's doppelganger in Earth Prime, which was really nice. And it was it was a definitely emotionally heartfelt. Almost got her ass killed. And then he definitely did almost get her ass killed. <laughs> it was like, oh, I'm never seeing this nigga again. In typical sibling fashion. <laughs> <laughs> you are not invited to the cookout, my nigga. Word. Um, yeah, uh, keep but- going. What I, I I dug um how we got some character development in terms of Superman's alter ego instead of Clark's alter ego being Superman we get Superman's alter ego Clark and we got to see what he would do for his family um you know spoiler alert guys we are going to be talking about some serious ish um I think an episode or two ago we know that Jordan's car got stolen yeah or was it Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan. Jonathan's car got stolen. Yeah, and Jonathan's Jordan car got Nat. stolen. And Jordan, uh, Nat, and Jonathan went to go get it back. 
And then um, Jonathan got a beating from his girlfriend's father. And Lois wasn't too pleased about that. And, and they showed it to... Yeah, she went to go confront him. The guy kind of, you know, brandished a gun. And she said, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll fix you. <laughs> and um, fixed they did because it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't Superman that showed up. It was, it was Clark. Clark Kent that showed up. And I, I, I don't know about you, but I instantly kind of got like Superman 2 vibes. Yeah. In the, at the diner. End, yeah, at the end yeah, of I got, Superman 2. I got like, that I didn't so know much. Dirt and trash was eating trash. I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, those, I got those yeah, vibes those. as soon as he walked in. I was like, oh, this is going to be good. And, and I liked it because, like, you know, it, it, Superman could easily show up later and, like, somewhere at best with it, but. I like it was it was a good important character development for Clark to show up. Mm-hmm. You know, Clark the father, Clark the, the man, husband, the husband, and man. really and really handle the shit. And he didn't have to show off his. He really didn't even show off his powers. Of course, like he's indestructible. The guy tried to get in his face and push him, and Clark handled it accordingly. Let him know, like, yo, don't fuck with my family. Like you put your hands on my son, and then you, and then you brandished a gun in front of my wife. In front of my wife, and I, my, I, I gotta kill you. Nah. I gotta kill you. He's like, nah. Like it's listen. This ain't no Superman shit. This has had to be some Clark Kent shit, and I loved that moment. It was it was very cool. And you could tell he was using a little bit of strength because old boy could not get up. He's like, uh, 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 uh. He's like, if I if you even deal one drug, do anything like that, I will come for you. Everybody was sitting there like, damn, I didn't know Ken had right. a bad ball. And I think it's more embarrassing because he did it in front of the dude's daughter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, he even said it. He was like, yo, I, I really wouldn't want to do this in front of your daughter. Which yeah. Is definitely honorable. Yeah, because he tried to, you know, like, have, let's have the discussion outside. You know, let's get, you know, get away from the crowd. And he was like, yeah, fuck you. I want to sit here. I'm eating. Like, what? What's up? What are you going to do? You know what I mean? And homie didn't know what was in store for him. And Clark, <laughs> Clark handled it. And uh, he handled it accordingly. You definitely Vis a V, nigga. He's <laughs> yeah, like, that's how we do it on the Kent farm, my G. You know, everybody. What was funny was uh, Cushion, Lana, Lana's ex husband was like, "Damn, Kent, man, like, I didn't even know you had it in you." Right. Don't don't fuck with the Kent family. And then it's bad enough he's already going. They're already going through like with Lois having stage four breast cancer. I thought it was stage three. I think oh, it's stage okay. three. Okay, so stage three breast cancer. <laughs> yeah. And, Going through that first round of chemo, and then even further, further the plot development or even the, the character development in Lois's journey is that she's gonna she's about to go to Bruno Mayhem's clinic <laughs> to receive treatment, which is probably some of the dangerous and stupid, sh- stupidest shit ever. Why would she even do that? <laughs> I mean, the further the further the story, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Like so that so the treatment was just only for. Just to just to try and um, advance her story wasn't like I don't know. But, I mean, and to digging deeper in whatever Bruno Mannheim is doing, and to figure out how they got Superman's blood in the first place. Yeah, what do you, what do you think is gonna happen with that with Superman's blood? That whole thing. Honestly, like I don't want to see Bruno Mannheim fucking flying and fighting Superman. Yeah, I hope no, that doesn't that would, happen. That would be too cliche. And I don't want to see a, a whole endless thing of like people with his powers fighting him because we saw that last season with the, what was it the Yellow Kryptonite or whatever. Not even just that. We saw that in the first season too. 
Oh, it wasn't the first. So maybe that's what I'm referring to. The first, yeah, the yellow, yellow K. The I don't, XK, yeah. XK, thank you. Yeah, I don't. We don't need to see that. So what, I'm just kind of wondering what they what they are going to do. What would be interesting is if they get if they put Superman's blood into Lois, and it cures the stage three cancer, and like maybe temporarily gives her superpowers or something. Like they borrow that from the Grant Morrison All Star Superman run. Go, go further into, into details okay. about that. So in the Grant Morrison Superman, yeah, All-Star Superman run, Superman is, uh, he flies into the, the beginning of the story, he flies into the sun to save this uh, scientist. And in the midst of doing that, he supercharges his cells and his body, you know, because he gets his powers from the sun. But unfortunately, he super, super, super overpowers his cells and they start to explode little by little. And so he's dying. And so one of the things that he does, he starts to go around around the planet starting to fix things or fix his relationships with people. And one of the things he does is that he gives Lois Lane superpowers for 24 hours. And so Lois Lane is able to see the world through his eyes. And so you can borrow parts of that story and put it into this story. And instead of it being a magic potion, it could be parts of his blood that helps cure the cancer mm-hmm. and also temporarily gives her superpowers. Or it'd be nice to even give that that same thing to Jordan, uh, Jonathan, excuse me, the Super Sons. You know I, I, I mean, hope though. they don't do that though. I hope that because as soon as they talked about his blood, and I was like, oh god, they might do a, a, a Star Trek into darkness, or because <laughs> immediately when you thought about the cancer, you're like shit. And because I think even when I was watching, I was watching it with Pop a couple weeks ago. I was like, oh, they might use his blood to cure Lois, or something might happen. And then I, I kind of went into flash mode or just something zany because you know how like the quality of the CW shows are. I was like, they'll probably have an episode. <laughs> I was like, I was like, they'll probably have an episode where Lois has his powers and she's flying around helping him fight crime. I was like, because I just immediately my mind just went to that's what they do in these superhero CW shows. So I hope that doesn't happen. But I my mean, mind, that, that's what my mind is so comic. trained to expect that shit. I don't. Again, I, I know I'm I'm the guy that's going to bring you back down there. I'm always like, just because it happened in the comic doesn't no, mean that trans- it translates well, well in the TV. So, yeah, exactly. Film or TV. So I hope that doesn't happen. And I'm pretty sure, I'm sure like, <laughs> like maybe she'll go into remission. Like it'll be something she'll have to watch out for, for seasons to come. But I, I don't want to get her, see her get cured with Clark's blood because that's Way too obvious, way too obvious, and the writers would have to know, like, and that's such an easy out, yeah. And they have better writers, better, better quality show. Um, yeah, I'm ready for Lex Luthor because I know he's coming, I know he's coming. That's and I can't wait for that, also. I'm just like, just give me Lex, you know. And they've teased it so much with like the building in the in the background, so I'm, and I'm even just in the first Lex. season when you know, um. John Henry Irons in that first episode, he's like, "Are you ready for anything else, Captain Luther?" You know, like they've been teasing that Luther name since season yeah. one, episode one. Yeah. Um, and just to get that payoff of that would be really dope. Also, just before we before we go into our trailer discussions, um, and I I, I gotta say, the Flash, I have not the last two episodes. I have not watched. I've probably watched more reviews I, than anything. I literally saying the same thing. What the hell is going I don't, on? I don't understand. I, I don't understand where this is your last season of a show. You want to go out on a high and it's just 
it's same fucking business as usual. No one really sat down like, yo, we need to really just pick shit up because as far as I know, for what I've watched with reviews, the last three episodes were like filler and he wasn't even in the suit or used his powers mm-hmm. or whatever. What okay. the fuck are you doing? It's your last season. And it's your last season. Limited episodes. So for you would think that they they have less would, than six now. Yeah, and then what I was getting ready to say is that because you have limited episodes, your budget is probably the same or what you would hope that it would be the same. So you can do or more. The, action or more yeah. yeah. Or like I don't know what their budget was, but <laughs> assuming it gave them the same budget they gave him for like okay, like for a twenty-two episode or twenty-four episode season, and you're only using this for like what? It's 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 a twelve episode season, thirteen, whatever. If that, definitely yeah. less, definitely less than fifteen. I'm betting. Once you have more money and to just, I, man, and you know, it's not even the money. It's not even about what's on screen. It's, it's the, the fucking story. writing. It's the writing. <laughs> the problem is the writing, and they they're just like fuck it. Like really like, fuck it. And like they they've they're going off a whimper and I've given up on the flash. And honestly, in the end, this is gonna hurt his legacy. The first earlier seasons will always be good. Yeah, but I always look back at the show as at the flash as a show that lost his way. And with Arrow, I didn't think Arrow was bad. It was just like it was too much for me to catch up with. There were too many characters, and I don't want to go back and watch that. I'm that sure is what I, happened to you because you fell off for like I, I never I never episodes. really said Arrow was bad. It was just like I just had much. stopped watching. And then, like, you know, with all these seasons and it's 20 some episodes, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. So I just, I just gave up, you know what I mean? So, but, but I'm, I'm almost so mad at the Flash. Like, what the fuck? We, yeah. the Flash was greatness. The way we talk about Superman and Lois is the way we used to, we used talk, to talk about the Flash. The Flash. Yeah. Just with smiles on our faces about like, wow, this is a dope show. But that was, we had such a good golden age of just the Arrow and the Flash. And I, I have no beef with Legends because Legends, its cards oh, were always on this table. The cards, were, they're like, this is who we are from, from the jump. Mm-hmm. And, and it was fun. It didn't take itself too seriously. It was a fun little time travel comedy sci-fi Season show with like on was these great. zany characters and i was that was fine with it. i had fun with that shit. it was that was just another show i kind of fell off of because again it was like it felt like a revolving door of characters and too many too many episodes and i didn't want to um um you know go back to it so that's that's kind of partly why i fall off of mushrooms but the flash is just like I was like, this shit is corny. Like, I was watching the review for the last episode, and they were talking about what's who's Joe's wife, Cecile. Yeah. Like, I guess, um, oh, I'm, I don't even remember the character's name. The guy with the, with the braids, the black guy, Chester. Oh, Chester. That's Chester my and guy. his girlfriend, or whatever, they get a day off, and they choose to sort of sense an episode around Chester and his girlfriend, and they hang out with Cecile. And the reviewer actually said something interesting how Cecile really invades their privacy and how creepy it is because she's always reading their minds when no one asks to. She's like, mm-hmm. oh, you're feeling this way. Da, 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 da. And people, and then, then no one really calls her out on it. And I, because there's this reviewer who I watch now because he really reviews the episodes of Flash and he, he does send like me the, a link. Yeah. He does like the IMDb title, but I'll send you him. His, it's, it's Black something. I can't remember, but he's just saying. And he he shows like the IMDb, um, things. But like, yeah, it's I'm just see the Flash wasn't even one of our topics. But you can't get me going started on Flash. And then I'm nervous for this next episode with like Stephen Amell and Diggle coming back. I'm like, actually excited because they got my son Wally coming back. You know, I've been a strong 
Strong, 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 strong champion for Wally since he got there in season two, bro. I couldn't wait for this man to don the Kid Flash outfit. And then yeah, we but, did get him. But at what cost? And like, but okay, I'll have high hopes because I mean Stephen Amell just wouldn't come back just to come back, right? Exactly. And it would have to be something. Shit, oh man. my god, if it sucks, I'm a I'm a tweet at that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> like but dear fuck Stephen, Stephen Amell. Nigga, if you're gonna come back to save the Arrowverse, nigga, do it right. You I'm have s- failed this universe. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying, like I fuck with, like I fuck with his show Heels. But if he came back just on some bullshit, because he he seems like the type, and especially I listen to him with podcasts and stuff. You know, he's about his business and stuff, and like, yeah, so I don't know. I'm we'll see what happens. This wasn't even one of our goddamn topics, but I don't, know, now but you I- got me all riled up. That shit woke me up. <laughs> I was supposed but to <laughs> get into the trailers. Get into the trailers too. So, what's the first trailer? All right, so we got Blue Beetle. Yeah, so just like the uh, go back a little bit, introduction. We had like a good week for trailers. We had three good trailers, but, but the first one we will talk about is Blue Beetle. But um, what are your thoughts on Blue Beetle? Oh man, I've watched that sucker three to four times, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, at first when they first announced it, I wasn't all that excited. I was like, come on now, Jaime Reyes, Blue Beetle. He was interesting in Young Justice. That was the first time you really saw. No, I'm lying. The first time you saw Jaime Reyes in the mainstream media was in Smallville, and I want to say that was yeah. like 2000. His suit looked huge as fuck. It was and like ter- so it was cumbersome. bulky as fuck. Yeah. And then when you see the the suit now, you're like, oh, oh, this is dope. And if you remember correctly, I think the cat that they used for Smallville, I don't even think he was a Latino. Like I think white boy. He he probably wasn't, but now I'm actually gonna look it up. So for people, so people who don't know, some of our listeners, can you kind of give some background on who Jaime Reyes is and a little bit if if you remember brief brief history of Zscarab? Okay, so just I mean, not just Jaime Reyes. If we're gonna talk about Blue Beetle in the comic books, we gotta go all the way back. Um, Blue Beetle was a comic book that started back in the 1940s. I can't remember the, the gentleman who was the first person to don a uniform. But then if you go into the Silver Age, uh, which would be from the 50s down all the way down to like Crisis of Infinite Earth, so like 80 something. And then you go into the Bronze Age. But in the Silver Age, you have Ted Cord, who was a billionaire um, inventor who knew the original Blue Beetle and the Scarab. So the scarab was originally something that would grant the users power, you know, super strength and, and vulnerability and things like that. So then years later, then you got Jaime Reyes who finds it during Infinite Crisis, which takes place. I'm trying to remember who wrote that. Uh, it wasn't Jeff Johns. Give me some time. I'll put it on our Instagram a little later. But the scarab is... Wait, Infinite? Into- Never mind. Keep going. Yeah, Infinite Crisis, because that's when Superboy Prime is reintroduced after Crisis of Infinite Earths. which takes okay. place in the 80s. Um, so Jaime Reyes gets the scarab, and Jaime Reyes is a high school student. This is this is supposed to be uh Marvel's answer to Spider Man. Um, teenage hero, a scarab is of alien origin. The armor bonds with him, and his family knows that he's a superhero. Essentially, he's been part of the jo- uh Young Justice. He's been part of Teen Titans. Those are the two young hero teams that you have. Um, he's been a part of those. His abilities are he can shapeshift certain parts of his body into weapons, anything that he can imagine that this, the cybernetic suit can create. 
he can fly, he's invulnerable. Um, what else can I what, what else can I tell you about the character? He has and he also has a, a bit of a kind of a back and forth, sometimes internal battle with the scarab as well, correct? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. do you do you feel this trailer really set the stage for a good introductory movie? But what were your vibes? Oh yeah, I'm excited about like I said, when they first announced it, I was like, uh, uh, uh this is like a C lister. What are we gonna do with this? Like, I, I was hoping it wasn't gonna be like, uh, excuse me, not like, but I was hoping it wasn't gonna be like Shazam. Um, Shazam's like, good, man, but continue. I still don't, I still don't continue. It's okay, movie. it's okay, just continue. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> um, oh, also, they got early release on Amazon for Fury of the Gods. I saw. It's um, not like you're gonna buy it, so I'm not gonna. Nah, <laughs> I, I don't even think I'd rent it. <laughs> <laughs> What was I gonna say? Um, I am excited for it. The the movie looks like it's gonna be dope. It's going to be really, 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 really fucking dope. I like seeing George Lopez in there. Then you got to see the two original Blue Beetle costumes that I was talking about earlier. You got to see the the nineteen forties, and then you got to see the Ted Cord. Then you got to see the flying scarab, which is gonna be the shit. So I'm excited. Do you think, I can't wait. Do you think that this will be able to flow into James Gunn's new DC because? He said, he's kind of said that this kind of helps kick things off, even though it's not his movie. He didn't produce it. He didn't direct it. He has absolutely nothing to do with it besides it just being a movie that was in already in post-production by the time he took over DC. And he's kind of hinted, because I think what they're kind of gauging is like, if there's not overt connections to Batman v Superman or the past Justice League movies or... Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, then I think that, you know, your movie may have a chance of being carried over into our system. And it's a good springboard. And I agree, this would be a, a good springboard under their regime. Yeah, you know, and, it, um, and it, it has to be good. I mean, I have high hopes. I mean, I wasn't too blown with the trailer. I thought it was interesting. I'm going to see it. But I wasn't over the moon with the trailer. It looked like kind of like a certain kind of generic kind of kitty superhero spy kids trailer a little bit i had seen before but i mean it, it has to be good because originally they were going to release this on hbo max that they conceived it filmed it and you know as as an hbo max movie but you know i guess i don't know maybe they saw things earlier or things changed where they're just like no let's put this in theater so i guess they felt that you know this is something special we like it's what we're tender yeah we like what we're seeing we're gonna put it in theaters and it comes out pretty soon. August is not too far away. So I, I'm going to check it out. It looks pretty good. And guys, please support DC because, you know, God no, knows one's really, no one's really going to see DC anymore. I like, so, yeah. Blue Beetle, or for those of you who don't know, comes out in August. Um, But the next trailer, which I watched probably a million times, was Into the Spider-Verse. That was amazing that animation style man just gets me every time dude i just i would just love to know like how they did it and like how much painstaking detail went into it but this and looks really an- good i'm excited because the, the antagonist is going to be spider-man yeah uh, Mag- miguel O'Hara. miguel yeah that that looks good um an irish mexican yeah i i had a, i had a good time with this i had a really good time with this i watched it maybe 10 times and then i watched breakdown and easter egg videos about how many spider-man appear from which comic book issues and which worlds and with universes and did which you see that they might have spider-man series. unlimited in there he isn't in there okay 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 yeah he is in there they had ben riley you know what i mean and they had they had different different 
different types of Spider-Mans from even from the video games. Like I I'm excited. It's gonna be like a movie where you watch it. Oh yeah, that's that Spider-Man from so and so. That's that da 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 da. You know, they had the bombastic bag man. Um I'm it just it looks amazing. It looks like it's also gonna be like a, a real gut punch because this last year looked very emotional. You yeah, because they were all talking about sacrifice, you know, being Spider-Man really involves this great sacrifice. And he was just saying, like, hey, like if Uncle Ben was still alive, none of us would be here. Like, you think like we would just be Spider-Man just cause, you know what I mean? And I, it was all interesting how they're all pretty much tied together by loss. And Miles, Miles is lost in Uncle, but it looks like he's being called upon to lose somebody else in his life. And he's I like, I feel like it's like his dad or something like that. Yeah. And I believe in the comic books, his mom dies. Um, in his in his early comic books, his mom dies. But and I think he's like, why? why if I can just save her, why do I have to lose this person? And I, and I like that of like, you know, he talks about like everyone's telling me how my life should go, but it's like, nah, I want to do my own thing. So I'm I'm very excited to see this. And yeah, and like, I'm I'm very excited that Miguel O'Hara is going to be the villain, like because he his character looks intense and he's voiced by Oscar Isaac. And mm. I'm just I'm just excited, man. This movie comes, I think, June second, which is interesting because I think it's going to go up against the Flash because I think the Flash is. Around that time, a couple days, couple days later, either like like a probably like a week later or a week before. So that'll be interesting. Comic book nerds, that's going to be Nirvana. That's going to be amazing. June's going to be a good month. Yeah, Yeah, that trailer was amazing, and I I like just again. I just could go back to the animation, just different animation styles, man. This this, and it's it's two parter too, so this is going to end on a cliffhanger. So it'll be interesting to see where it ends and then where it picks up on, and I just. I'm excited for that movie, man. I'm excited. The first one was really good. Amazing. Yeah, I need to rewatch it because I've been thinking about it all this week since the uh, the new trailer came out. So I think I might actually do that maybe this weekend. But um, yeah, uh, for those of you who don't know, it's been Star Wars Celebration. And um, Star Wars Celebration some, happens what, every, every year or every other year. And they have it in a different location. This year, it's in England. So they're calling it Star Wars Celebration Europe. But um, a cool trailer has dropped for a pretty awesome-looking Disney show, Star Wars Disney show that's dropping in August, and it's called Ahsoka. Bro, I'm so excited, and they're bringing back characters from uh, Rebels. From Rebels, yeah. I was like, pretty oh, much everybody. It looks like from oh, Rebels. You got from what Ezra. I you got a old girl who was the Mandalorian. I can't wait, bro. I can't wait. Oh, I'm Sabine. Have to go back. Yeah, I'm about to go back and watch Sabine Rebels. Hera. Um, people Sabine, are Hera, for, for, for yeah, that, it, it, it looks it looks amazing. It looks amazing. I was watching more videos because, um, today they actually had like a panel and they they like talked a little bit about it and talked about, um, like those two, um, they're not they're not like Sith, they're like not Jedi, I think they're like they're calling them Dark Jedi. In the trailer, who had like the orange kind of lightsabers, and apparently they're kind of working for Thrawn, and they're on some type of quest for Thrawn to retrieve something. Um, apparently, the story has to do with I don't know what Ray Stevenson was saying. He plays this dark Jedi called Balin, and he said his character is almost like on on this Authorian type quest to retrieve something. Um, and we're getting uh, Lars Mikkelsen as Thrawn. He he voiced him in Rebels and he's confirmed to be playing him in the TV show, which is exciting for all you Rebels fans. Uh it it looks amazing to me. I and from what I'm reading is that there's not gonna be fluff. So Dave Filoni, I read this like a couple 
months ago when Dave Filoni was saying for Ahsoka, I think I believe it's going to be eight episodes, and he was saying it's going to be straight uh, kind of serialized as there won't be side adventures as, as a Mandalorian God. does. So it's Thank like God. eight episodes of straight story. This is where we need to go. This is where we need to get to. So you won't see Ahsoka go to some planet just to free somebody for no reason, like <laughs> like they do in every other episode of The Mandalorian. It's the Mandalorian starting to feel like a video game, but we're not here to talk about that. <laughs> Dog, but, did you see this last um, episode? I did. I did. Uh, I, these last two episodes, they, oh man, they need to be good. Because uh, I, I, I don't have the same... Um, um for it, oomph for the Mandalorian than I had before. And I, I think that's natural because, you know, when something happens and it catches fire and there's a big craze, then, you know, you kind of get used to it. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't have that same fire to me. Dog, I can't believe he gave up the damn Darksaber so easily. He's a dickhead, though, because like, if, if it was always her from that moment she saved him, why didn't he give it to her to start? He's like, oh, I'm going to make you work for it. Why, dude? <laughs> if I earned it from saving your life, why didn't you just give it to me from that from the jump from that like second or third episode? Well, He's like, oh yeah, best. technically it's yours because you saved me here. Oh, uh, all right. Well, I mean, thanks, dude. But that would have been great. So, <laughs> does the show become Bocatano now? Like that's. What I I'm mean, talking. when you, I feel like the title is kind of all encompassing. When you say Mandalorian, it could mean Bocatan, it could mean Dinjar, and it could mean the the armor it could it could mean anyone i think now that the show is bringing in more mandalorian i think it, it could encompass anthology. yeah it could be any mandalorian i mean because um it, it is very much bo Katan's story this season but um no i want to go back to ahsoka I've, yeah my bad i'm excited for ahsoka ahsoka kind of has a more serious tone that i would almost compare more to andor I haven't I haven't finished Andor yet, but neither have I. I kind of fell off. But from what I've seen, I, I have liked it because it's it's a show that takes itself seriously and it just happens to be in the Star Wars universe, which I think is kind of cool. Um, I like the visuals. I think I always felt like, especially when she made that appearance in um, what was it, season two of The Mandalorian? I felt like Ahsoka. That episode kind of had like samurai vibes, like a samurai movie. And I think this the show kind of is going to carry those vibes as well and. I'm excited. I'm excited. I think it's gonna make me go back and and watch Rebels because I've seen a couple episodes, but I haven't watched it through. Nah, you gotta watch so, it through and through, bro. It's see, I think really... I'm I think I'm gonna watch Rebels and really get myself ready for this show because I am actually really excited for Ahsoka. Really excited also, for Ahsoka. Also, the trailer is amazing. Do, what you should do is also watch seasons. I would say like four through seven of Clone Wars, and then watch. Rebels, because like just going into that overarching story, and then once Ahsoka comes in season two, that's when it really goes ball to the wall. And then what I really enjoyed, um, not what I really enjoyed, but what I also read is that Rosario Dawson trained about 14, 15 hours a week um, just to make sure that she was able to do the, the fights and the stunts correctly, like what they do in Rebels and in the Clone Wars. And if I 15 hours, five days out the week, that's what two hours a day just about yeah and especially if you're like filming while you're doing that too because like filming a regular filming day is like 12 to 14 hours so you're adding two hours to that with your training that's that's a long day so that's 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 a lot of dedication filming you need that stamina man but yeah but no everything i've seen 
from her talking about the show, she seems extremely dedicated and she's very excited about the show. And I, I like what I'm seeing. I, I think this is going to be a good show. So, because I, I was a little man, I started becoming a little man on the Star Wars shows. Obi Wan Kenobi had great moments, but as a whole, I wouldn't say it was a great show. Boba I Fett, try to rewatch that again. Boba Fett ultimately very much disappointed me. I I hated Boba Fett. I, I was just like, what what did they do to this character, man? I just I did not like it. Um, the first two seasons of Mandalorian were cool; they were good. This season is kind of eh. Um, I'm actually enjoying the season a little bit more than I did last season. Okay. Okay. Oh, what you should watch. I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a nice little documentary on Disney Plus about Obi-Wan coming back. It's like behind the scenes of the show and it talks about Ewan McGregor coming back and what it was like for Hayden Christensen and like crafting the story and talking about Reva and stuff. You know how they do like sometimes those behind the scenes of like shows or like the Marvel shows or yeah, they, yeah, they, they do that. Yeah, they do that for the Star Wars ones. It's called uh, Galleries. It's not go on the Star Wars page. It's been there for a while, but I was actually watching it earlier. Same. But then I, I didn't finish it. I fell asleep. But yeah, um, I'm I'm hoping like this is a return to to good form Star Wars. The show looks good, but um, it seems like uh we might be coming back to the silver screen very soon because we have three new Star Wars movies coming. Three new Star Wars movies, and the first I want to kind of like we'll we'll brush through the one like the first two quickly because we don't have much information about them, but I'll kind of read them off. So we're getting the one from James Mangold, who's the director of movies like 310 to Yuma, director of Logan, The Wolverine, Ford v. Ferrari. He's directing the uh, the movie about the dawn of the Jedi, which is set 25 years before. 25,000. Uh, 20, thank you. 25,000 years before Phantom Menace or whatever or what have you. And it's about where did the force come from? Where did the first Jedi come from? And he described it as wanting it to be like something biblical. You know, uh, he compared it to this very old school, I think, 50s or 60s movie called The Ten Commandments. But he wanted to do that, but like... With Jeffrey Hunter. I think so, yeah. But he wanted to do that, but in Star Wars sort of feel to it. So he's going to be doing that movie. And then we have one from Dave Filoni. This will be Dave Filoni's feature film directorial debut. And this is described as a culmination of the whole Mandalorian universe. So every storyline that we've had in Boba Fett, the Mandalorian, um, Ahsoka, and I think Skeleton Crew, like those shows, are, are they all take place in that same kind of timeline, are all going to culminate in a feature film movie and sort of, I guess, cap that storyline. So I don't think we'll get that for a while because I'm sure we, like, John Favre was talking about season four of Mandalorian. There'll probably be a season two of Ahsoka, Skeleton Crew, things like that. So they'll probably be a little bit more down the road, but the movie I think we're going to get first is this movie um, that's set 15 years after the rise of Skywalker, which will see Ray Skywalker come back and rebuild the Jedi Order. And it's been confirmed that Daisy Ridley will be um, coming back as Ray. That's so good. I, I'm, I'm glad. I'd like, yeah. So going in order, I want to know what you think about the, the 25,000 years one. The Mandalorian type movie and then this Ray one. All right. So I'm gonna start off with the twenty five thousand year joint. I'm excited. I feel like that's gonna be some real samurai old school kung fu flick. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. I kind of just get that vibe because you you already get that vibe from the Jedi already. There's gonna be a lot of meditation, there's gonna be a lot of self-reflection, there's gonna be a lot of 
proto lightsabers that you see in all the Star Star Wars documentaries on YouTube, um, yeah. where they have to wear like the power packs on their on their hip and doing all this other stuff. So that's gonna be cool. In terms of the Mandalorian movie, I'm gonna be sad to see it end. Um, I think it was it was such a great experiment having having Mando come out there and then seeing what the Mandalorian culture really really is. Yeah, not just seeing it in on the cartoons or on the page. So just seeing that live action is really cool. And then I'm excited that Daisy really is going to get a chance to to come back and really do her character justice. I felt that, um, and the last two Star Wars films that she was in, she was more of like the damsel in distress kind of. You thought so? I in in certain cases, um, like especially in not the damsel in distress, but I felt like she was always. Thirsty for Kylo, you know, like she. Yeah, she that, I, I hated that. I I did not want to romance with them, but I want to talk about the announcement. I don't want to talk about the films. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about the films in general, but just I just disliked how they did her character. I wish they would do something. I wish they would do something like that for Finn. I miss my son. And they should have did something for him. But just to, going back to Daisy Ridley and Ray. I think I'm excited to see what they're going to do with her character and just to see the kind of development they got and see where she's going to build a new Jedi temple. Is she going to keep it on Tatooine to pay homage to Luke Skywalker and Leia? Yeah. Um, is it going to be on Naboo? Is it going to, you know, there's a whole pe- uh, plethora of planets that she can go from or go to to, to set up shop. And I'm just interested to see where that's going to, where that's going to go. Yeah. I'll start with the James Mangold one that I'm, I'm I am interested in that. Because I don't know how the hell that's going to go. But I I think they do have to be careful about pulling the curtain back too much. Because some things are kind of cool left as a mystery. You know, I don't think everything needs an origin story or how this happened or how that happened. So, but I, I, regardless, I'll, I'll be there to see it. Just to see what kind of story they make from it. Um, the Dave Filoni Mando one movie is, I think is, is interesting. And I think that sounds very exciting and a good way to cap it off. But I am kind of interested how the audience responds to it because you know doing doing something going from a tv to to making a big movie in theaters is very different because there are plenty of people who like love the star wars movies but may not watch the disney plus shows so i think you have to think about how that how that audience will transfer to you know box office returns and viewership on the silver screen um but again i'll be there with my ticket ready to go but um, because that it's it's a big jump. But um, I am I'm very curious about this Ray one. I think it is very interesting because I think the sequel trilogy was very much divisive among fans. Some people loved it, some people hated it, some people are very mad on it. Um, for the most part, I I think it was kind of a success. I have my issues and problems like them not coming up with a unified story. You know, mapping out three films. Um, I very much have a grudge against what what they did with film, uh, Finn, and I John Boyega said an occasion like he's like I think I'm done I think I'm good I don't know if they spoke to him about coming back who knows it might happen you know it's 15 years later so maybe they wouldn't even necessarily need to have him they could just have some lines oh yeah Finn's doing something on this planet or whatever you know um, so it, it's it's interesting because it, it she I think that sequel trilogy very much divided fans. It created a nasty division among fans, and you saw some nasty shit out of fans. Some real vile, racist, sexist shit. Yeah. Some shit about, like, 
this you know, and some of the some some of the stuff the criticisms were valid but about a lot like of it you know this yeah a lot of it was just hate some of it was valid there's no story here like why are we doing this or why all of a sudden is this happening you know some of it was valid so i think it was very interesting but it could also be potentially dangerous to say okay like if you didn't like the sequel trilogy we're just going to make a sequel pretty much to the sequel trilogy and bring back ray who some people had who had issues with some of them valid some of them not so valid you know there was a whole thing they called her mary sue because you know she she became extremely powerful some people say very quickly uh depending on how you feel on that that could be true that could be not true um i'm kind of on the fence about it you know because she did learn from luke and you're meant to believe that leia did train her in between the last jedi and Rise of Skywalker, but again, we don't. I'm not here to defend that. But yet, I keep going into the sequel trilogy. Um, I, it'll be interesting. I, I'm curious to see what happens. But uh, another thing is, we have to see if these movies are actually going to happen. Because I don't know if you've been following how many Star Wars movies they announced with X director, X writer, and then next thing you know, the movie just gets canned, and you find out it's not happening. Like we were supposed to get a Ryan Johnson trilogy. Taika Waititi was supposed to do a Star Wars film. At one point years ago, I remember Josh Trank was supposed to do a Boba Fett movie, but uh, one of his movies did bad, uh, and so they took that away from him. Sean Levy, the guy director from the Night at the Museum, was announced as doing a Star Wars movie. There's been a revolving door. Oh, Patty Jenkins was supposed to do that um that X-Wing movie. I forgot the oh, name yeah, of that it. Guy. And then it's just been like, this director is going to do a Star Wars movie. This director is going to do a Star Wars movie. What what's going on with this movie? Oh, uh, you know, creative differences, and it's not happening. So they really, I think they really have to make sure that these three movies are going to happen. Otherwise, if it's going to look like they have egg on their face, and this is, I think, this is going to look really bad for them if these three movies do not happen. They have to make sure that these three movies happen. But I wish them be- the best. I will never wish it will on anybody. I'll go into these movies with an open heart and an open mind. And I, I hope they're amazing. I'll be there for them. But right now I'm <laughs> I'm like I'm I'm like 85% sure that these movies will happen. But there is a part of me where I'm like, eh, there's a chance that so and so may walk that this movie might not happen. So and when I see word, when I see set picks, that's when I'll be like, okay, like this movie's happening. It's it's happening. So that's that's where I'm at now. But um, yeah, Star Wars Celebration has been going on from Friday to today, and then they finished up um, Sunday. They've had different panels about costumes. They had a 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi panel. Um, oh, I gotta watch that. They had an Andor panel. Yeah, it's 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 all for free on YouTube. Just go on the Star Wars YouTube channel, and then just scrub through each each show to get to. Something that might be interesting to you. But yeah, they've had interviews from the Ahsoka cast, the Acolyte cast, um, some of the Mandalorian people. They had Rick Femayua, they had Katie Sackoff, they had Carl Weathers. That's yeah. But um, we switch gears. Final to, thing I want to bring up real quick. We got a little bit of a end. rant coming. Let's hear it. Yeah, I got I to gotta get my rant off before we end. Um, so you guys know I've been a fan of the series called I Am Batman, which has been written, uh, which is, was written by John Ridley. John Ridley is the brother that came up with 12 Years a Slave. Um, if you guys have been reading Marvel, he recently did a run on Black Panther, which was really, really good. Um, 
man. They canceled my fucking book, man. What fuck am I supposed to do with that 18 issues in, bro? Thank God I got the Future State um, I Am Batman, which is where they first introduced Luke, uh, Jace Fox. Then we had Batman Second Son, which talk, which is like in the middle between um, Future State and the I Am Batman series. And, this, and that focuses on Luke Fox, uh, Luke Fox, Jace Fox's training. And then you got I Am Batman, where he becomes Batman in Gotham, but then moves to New York City. And I was so fucking happy because we had a Batman in fucking New York. And then you're going <laughs> to fucking cancel it. What the fuck? You only like it was so stupid because I was so I was looking forward to them bringing Luke Fox, who's Batwing, into the story and having um and having the three of them because, you know, the sibling is like the, the Black Robin, um, which is dope. She kind of found out uh, Jace's secret identity off off by accident. And she mm-hmm. already knew that her other older brother was Batwing. So just having the three of them getting ready to fight crime in Manhattan was about to be the dopest thing ever. It was like you, me, and Niara out there fighting crime on the fucking streets. And it would have been fucking amazing. Ah! Oh. They, took, they took that away from me. They man. dead took that away from me, bro. I'm not even gonna hold you. I, I'm a little mad. <laughs> like I was, so, I was looking. I was like, "Damn, it's been a whole month and a half, and I subscribed to this joint, and I'm looking. Is, I'm looking. Is the character like still gonna be in certain issues of that? I don't know. Is it... I don't know, bro. I ain't see the character in a month and a half. Damn. Yes, bro. I'm about to start a whole YouTube petition or some shit. Like we gotta. I, yeah, I, I've been trying to find ways to to. Get in contact with John Ridley. Like I went to go on Twitter and see if I could find somebody or at least see if he had a Twitter and he doesn't. Ugh, I want to interview this man about this. Like, ask him what happened. What happened and what can I do to get my brother back? I was about to ask you if you knew why they canceled it. It had no. probably what sales? I don't even think it was sales. There was people's fucking reading. Excuse me. There were people reading it. Man, I'm so fucking mad. And I tried not to curse, and I'm already doing that dumb shit. But it's all right. Uh, but I'm sorry. Yeah, I now know what you felt with uh, Krypton, like I told you earlier. Yeah, it's man. fuckers like you that didn't read I Am Batman is why yeah, I don't have a Batman. People don't support, and they're just like, oh, you know, I'll get to it and shit like that. And the next thing you know, the shit's gone, and here we are. It's, it's very fucking depressing. Ah. Uh. But hate to end off on a sour note, but I do want to say thank you guys for supporting us, for always listening. Um, you guys know, check us out on, on um, Instagram, Word to the Blurred. And we'll have something for you guys coming up soon. We love you guys. Take care. And uh, peace in the Middle East. No rest in Spain. Peace in the Middle East. No rest in Spain. I got right, that from Later, family. guys. <laughs> peace. <laughs> peace.